podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The 1865 Match Report. Hello and welcome to the 1865 Match Report. It finished at Craven Cottage, Fulham nil, Nottingham Forest won. It's been a while since a Forest game has drained me like that one. But the key thing for Forest tonight is that they have secured their playoff place and denied Fulham the opportunity of clinching the title. And coupled with Bournemouth's result at Swansea, the 3-3 draw, Forest could still have even more to play for this season as they are currently three points off the cherries with that crucial game still to come next week. But there's plenty to reflect on from Craven Cottage tonight. I've got Tom with me to look back on the game. A game won by Philip Zinconagel's only goal. We will come on to that a bit more. But Tom, first of all, we'll start with the Forest team news and the one change that was made from the win at Peterborough on the weekend. Steve Cook coming in for Toby Figueredo. I think on the night it was a justified selection, wasn't it, from Steve Cooper? Yeah, and uh, Toby's done nothing wrong in recent weeks. He's been um, solid and he's probably played the best. We've actually seen seen him in a fire shirt, but with that know-how and now away from home, um, Steve Cook, um, inclusion inside tonight, like you said, was justified. He just marshaled that. Um, back five and um, and kept uh, Alexander Mitrovic quiet where in because he's been scoring goals for fun this season I think he's on like what, nearly 40 goals or 40 goals or something like that we kept him relatively uh, quiet and uh, Bobby could overread and kept him quiet and then but no he's marshaled that back five excellently tonight yeah all of them were immense particularly Cook McKenna and Worrell in that back three. And of course, Fulham were already promoted before this game. So they had the opportunity to secure the championship title on their own patch. But in that first half, Forrest actually came out the stronger team, didn't they? And and looked to take the game to Fulham early on. Yeah, and we've noticed that in the recent weeks that Forrest has been out of the blocks um, pretty quick. The Reading game a few weeks ago where we scored after, what, 17 seconds? And then... Um, the one against Birmingham a couple of weeks. So, yeah, we're really uh, quick out the blocks. Um, and I wouldn't say it caught Fulham by surprise, but we got in their faces um, early on and it took them a good 15, 20 minutes to uh, settle down and get into a bit of their rhythm. But no, Forest were the stronger side and, um, and we made some decent uh, openings in that first uh, 15, 20 minutes. The impressive thing that Forrest did right the way through the game was the the pressing and the effort that they put in to stop Fulham building up ahead of steam and really getting into the into the play, which makes them such a good team at this level. Early on, the way that Forrest pressed them disrupted the way that they wanted to play. And that ultimately, that pressing and that effort and that, that hard work led to the first goal, didn't it, Tom? Talk us through it. Well, the ball went out on this near side uh, to where the cameras were. And um, it was quick, uh, quick throw to, um, I think it was Colback from Steve Cooper. And he's played Sam Surridgen. And, and Tim Reen, I've seen him this season and he's never looked comfortable when the ball's, when he's facing his own goal. And he was in two minds. Then obviously uh, Rodak's come out and between them, neither of them dealt with it. And it's just a lesson to any uh, player out there never stop running because you never know what might happen. 
and Zinconago did that and uh, they got into a mess and um, he's, he's, he's just basically uh, just shielded the ball over the line because he's got that initial touch and um, yeah, it was just really good um, play and like you say, the pressing from Forest and that was excellent and that showed that in getting that goal. It was a scrappy goal but probably one of the most important goals of the season and and a priceless yeah. one really for Forest in terms of what it what it means tonight and what it could also yeah. potentially mean for the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, they get, yeah, we don't care how they're going at the moment. I mean, we're, we've got to remember we're extremely fortunate to be in this position following the first seven or eight games this season and the job what Steve Cooper's done. But any goal at the moment, I don't care how, because we're that close and it's in our grasp. I don't care how we play at the moment, as long as we're winning games. And I don't care if that goal was um, scrappy. I don't care if he's come off Zinconago's backside. At the end of the day, we've scored, they haven't, and we come away with the three points. So, uh, and it was that game tonight, and where Steve Cooper's mentioned that we was never going to get high possession uh, stats. So, but it was a really uh, well-drilled, disciplined performance by the whole team, and even the subs coming on. And we deserve, in, in my view, we deserve the one-nil win tonight of how we've uh, stood up against. Um, Fulham who have been top of the league all season and it's just a magnificent performance and and that's all down to Steve Cooper and his staff and Cooper in his post-match interview talked about how Forrest kept to the game plan after going in front they tried to not drop off too much and and stick to the game plan it's hard against the team with Fulham's quality because they are going to create openings and they are going to come at you. And because they're quite an open side, they're prepared to throw players forward and that can create problems for you when you are trying to hold on to a lead. But he did say that tactically our performance was very good and he was impressed with that. And I would say that that was one of our strongest performances in the tactical sense of the season and certainly under Steve Cooper. Yeah. And Mitrovic, um, in particular, he was getting frustrated as long um, as the longer the game went on. He was getting more and more frustrated with certain uh, things, what was happening in the game, and that's credit to how far um, played because they basically rattled their uh, more creative players. They weren't getting the freedom what they normally get um, against all the teams in the championship. So, you know, it was a top uh, performance, and. And it's again, it goes down to Steve Cooper of like this, uh, making the players disciplined in a way of that, you know, when to press, when to not, when to drop off, when to run, and everything. And I thought that everyone was brilliant tonight. I think I don't want to be negative on this aspect, but I thought Jed Spence, I don't know if he was like, he's played a lot of games in Hallis and had a rest. I thought sometimes his decision making at times was a bit naive in terms of he was. Uh, diving into challenges and then leaving gaps behind. But um, having said that, um, he always had a player around him to mop up any mistakes he made, i.e. Warrell or uh, Steve Cook. So I don't want to be too negative, but that was just one thing what, as the game went on tonight, I'll just say, yeah, don't, don't get caught in trying to get a ball where you're never going to get. So, uh, and with players like Mitrovic, they're going to like put that into their advantage of like getting three kicks in and around the area. And then with the quality of Harry uh, Wilson and Tom Kearney who come on, they could like come up with some real damage to us. But thankfully, we held out tonight. And Forrest did need to be 
on their guard defensively and they, they, they really had to be at the top of their game. There was a, a moment in the first half, a cross came in towards the back post. Mitrovic was going up for it, but Worrell was there with him and did enough to put the striker off and and the ball went away and, and out of play. Little moments like that, which have really helped to win Forest the game. Big tackles. There was a big tackle from uh, Cook on Mitrovic towards the end of that first half. And then blocks and ricochets from Forest players as they were, they were trying to keep Fulham at bay. And that commitment, that dedication, particularly from the back five, but everybody in the, in the team played their part, was so crucial to, to getting this win. And given the, the nature of the, the Peterborough performance on Saturday, where Forest were okay, but they weren't at their best, to come back and play and put in a performance like this against a team who are going to win the championship title, let's be honest. Magnificent display. Yeah, and, and also you're playing against um, players who are basically, they've spent a lot on him. Mitrovic is probably going to cost, well, I think they won the ball from Newcastle, what, what was it, something like eight to, eight to 10 million quid. Then they had uh, John Michel Seri in the middle of the park and you had um, Harry Wilson, who I think they spent like, 12 million on or some, something to do with his loan deal is a bit complex but they've got players who have done okay in the, um, the Premier League so uh, I think it's a magnificent performance and Surrey I think he was the best player on the pitch tonight in a Fulham shirt but we, we pushed him further and further away from our goal which um, was a credit to um, Garner and Yates in there who they were good and they gave us a real platform to play upon but, uh, yeah, you didn't hear, hear much of Garner, to be honest. But that's not saying he hasn't had a good game tonight because them two in the middle of the park has effectively stopped Fulham from um, uh, playing tonight. And that's it. I think that, that tactical move and the way that Forrest set up was key. And Steve Cooper did say that we went to a, almost a box to deal with their narrow fullbacks coming in at one point. So you're almost playing a 5 2 2 one which again shows the flexibility of the team tactically, but also Cooper to identify what the other team is doing and finding a way of adapting and combating it, which again, really impressive. He just keeps doing this, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's always thinking on the spot. I mean, in time, um, I don't want to compare because previous managers are not in the same uh, league in my eyes as Steve Cooper, because they will stand around for like 10, 15 minutes and you can see what's happening, but they do nothing. And Steve Cooper's always like one step ahead of the job, like thinking, oh, what's going to happen next? How come they've done this? Let's combat it now kind of thing rather than waiting. And if you wait that like 10, 15 minutes in football, the damage could be done and you can't get back from it. But he's always thinking on the spot and with his uh, coaches like Alan Tate and uh, Stephen Reid. So, yeah, like I think I mentioned on the pod a couple of uh, months ago, this forest side is the best coach side I've seen. And it's evident tonight when... I mean, when Sam's uh, storage went off, you think, oh, no, what's happening? What's he doing? But he's combating how they play. We're bringing Cafu on and Lolly, who's Lolly's attacking and creative, but he, he has got that discipline side of the game. And then obviously, Rishi Larea coming at um, right wing back, and Spence obviously moved to the other side. So his, his real asset for Steve Cooper is his flexibility, and, um, and it's brilliant to see. So the rest of the first half played out with Forrest staying in front at 1-0. At half-time, Tom, how were, you, how were you feeling about the game and, and the way that Forrest had approached it up to that point? Um, same again. 
really. Uh, don't change too much. Uh, just stay disciplined. Just carry on what you're doing. It would have been nice to get that second goal and we nearly got it with um, Sam uh, Surridge. I mean, it was a decent save by Rodak when he's got um, played in by Brennan Johnson. But it's just carry on what you're doing. Don't be naive. Don't give away stupid free kicks and and like I said, just carry on what you're doing. And he effectively did that. We knew tonight we wasn't going to see much as the ball as we usually see. But like it was just a real disciplined, well-drilled, perfect away performance. Before we come on to the second half, we'll now hear the Fulham perspective on tonight's game. So it's over to Matt from the Fulham Focus podcast. Hi, it's Matt from the Fulham Focus podcast. Um, I'm feeling a bit frustrated tonight. Obviously, losing is never nice. But then to see Bournemouth go and score three goals, uh, that really is a kick in the nuts. Um, We didn't play amazing. We played some good football at times, but we proper gifted Forrest a goal there. Um, Yeah, we've come away really frustrated. It could have been a night where we secured the league title. And, you know, it wasn't to be. And now we could win it without playing if Bournemouth uh, either draw or lose on Saturday, which I'm sure Forrest will want as well as you're now chasing them down and within touching distance. We always knew it was going to be a tough game. You know, Forrest are a good side and you are where you are in the league for a reason. Steve Cooper's done a fantastic job and the players have really bought into his system. And that much was obvious tonight. Um, we, You know, as I said, we gifted that goal it's really frustrating from a defensive point of view. And that's the sort of stuff we need to get rid of if we're to survive in the Premier League next season. Changes need to be made in the team. I think we all know that. We're not naive. Um, but we, it feels like we're really limping over the line for the title. And it would have been nice for us to do it in front of our own fans. Uh, but it wasn't to be today. And it is what it is. Forest, you know, they look good. They look quick on the counter-attack. It, he got in behind us a few times um, and did have a couple of threatening chances. From our point of view, it's got to be disappointing because we had a lot of chances that we didn't take. Uh, that final ball just wasn't good enough. Our passing tended to be a bit all over the place at times. And the goal really took the wind out of ourselves. I felt like we were pretty dominant until uh, we gave the goal. And then it just sort of took it out of us. It's unfortunate. It is what it is. It happens. You know, we lose games. But as I've said, the Bournemouth result really is the frustrating one because we'd have been all but champions if they'd have lost as well. Um, but yeah, best of luck to Forrest for the rest of the season. And that Bournemouth game will be a cracker next week. It's really exciting from a neutral point of view. Um, yeah, good luck. Thanks, Matt. So on to the second half then, Tom. And like you say there, you, Forrest wanted them to carry on in, in very much the same vein as the first. but. It was Fulham who actually came out early on and and went looking for that that early response in the second half, didn't they? And pinned Forrest back a little bit. Yeah, and you knew that was going to happen. You knew because they obviously they won this um, cha- uh, championship title wrapped up, etc. So, but Forrest uh, were resolute and we knew they were going to have a couple of openings and a couple of half chances. And yeah, Forrest just set, uh, set stall out again and. Um, I mean, they could have won it um, more convincingly with that Sam Sawage um, effort in the second half, but it wasn't to be. And um, yeah, it's just, to be honest, I don't want to sound like it's, it was a walk in the park for us tonight because it wasn't. <laughs> Watching it, I was like, that was the longest half 
I've um, witnessed recently because you're looking at the um, the Bournemouth Swansea game and you're just thinking oh, it's only one nil inch you're away from home and the quality of what they've got and uh, <laughs> my uh, my heart was uh, <laughs> was beating quite fast at that point <laughs> I was like thinking oh, if I'm if if it's only this, I can't. Then, if we do get to the playoffs or whatever, we might not have the playoffs. But it's just one of those how I'm going to cope. And I think everybody was like that who was a Forest fan. But thankfully, we uh, we held out. And that was the other thing to to be looking at tonight, as you say the the Swansea Bournemouth game, where Swansea ended up three 0 ahead. And not only did that mean that we were closer to Bournemouth points wise but that their goal difference was suddenly three worse off than us and mm. were it not for their dramatic comeback tonight Bournemouth then we would be a point closer and also goal difference wise would have an advantage over them as it stands it's three points ahead for Bournemouth of us at the moment but the goal difference is the same so it could all potentially ride on that that match next week yeah, it's uh, even though you, you're so engrossed in what your own team is doing, you're at that stage of the season where you're starting to worry about other teams' results and wondering how that can affect your place in the table and perhaps how your season unfolds. It's, I mean, yeah, it's nice to be involved in this kind of drama again, but at the same time, I've almost not missed it. Yeah, and I think it's inevitable in the championship, there's always this series of games from like the Easter weekend going to the end of the season of who's playing who and the jeopardy element and who needs what and everything and like I said it's, if we do get to the Premier League I'm going to miss this kind of anybody can beat anybody kind of thing but um, but ultimately if you want to be in the Premier League then obviously it's, you've got to do it by promotion and all that but um, but but no, it's me. I think first and foremost we need to concentrate on um, Saturday because Swansea and Name Mucks, they've shown that tonight going into a 3 0 lead against Bournemouth. I don't think they've got much to play for Swansea. I don't think they can get into the playoffs um, now. Um, so we've just got to concentrate on that. It's not going to be a pretty game because unless they're going to play, if they play how a Swansea side normally plays, then it might be if because they haven't got anything to play for, so it might be a bit of freedom. And But we've got to be on our guard and, and not be naive and thinking, oh, we're playing Swansea, has got nothing to play for, the game's in the bag, because Championship doesn't work like that. And if we do get a positive result, then it's obviously game on next Tuesday um, on the South Coast. But first and foremost, we've got to think about uh, the Swansea game and obviously pack City ground again and just a matter of getting behind the boys and hopefully... Come quarter five on Saturday, it's a positive result and hopefully three points. Absolutely. And and Swansea being a bit more of an expansive and open team might give Forrest the opportunity to create chances and, and score goals. We saw quite a bit of that tonight, actually, in that second half, because it turned into a real end-to-end game. We had the big chance for Fulham, Fabio Carvalho with the shot from outside the box, which was going into the far corner, but Samba got across well and dived and palmed it away for a good save. But then Forrest had those opportunities to extend their lead further. Brennan Johnson, who this week has been crowned the Championship Young Player of the Season, 
showed flashes tonight of exactly why he's received that award. Good pace down the right-hand side, looking to create and be and be dangerous. He put the ball in for Surridge. There was one in the first half which flashed across the face of goal that Surridge couldn't quite get on the end of. In the second half, ball comes in, Surridge is on the end of it, but it's it's a shot that's smothered well by Marek Rodak. I think it's good goalkeeping, but if Surridge just lifts that one a bit more into the roof of the net, then it's 2-0 and, and suddenly a bit more comfortable for Forrest. Yeah, and in re- the goals what he has scored recently, Sam Surridge, he has had put a bit of loft on it. Like the goal against West Brom, he's hit that in the roof of the net, and the one against the... Reading, I think it was, is that obviously got that off the ground onto the near post. But uh, yeah, I, I think it just happened so quickly and he's got decent contact on it. And is it is a good save by the goalkeeper for Fulham. But it's just one of those. Um, I mean, we had a couple of half chances and you just hope it wasn't going to come back to haunt us. And thankfully, um, it didn't tonight. But that one in the first half, even though he's probably hit it a bit too hard for the cross, Johnson, if Surridge does anticipate that, he, I still think he can get there but obviously he only got that split second to decide and he didn't do it and it's flashed across the face of goal The other big chance for Forrest in the second half was Brennan Johnson's efforts which was blocked by the leg of Tosin Aldo It was Richie Larea who came on and he was away down the right hand side with good pace carried the ball crossed it in low for Johnson but he couldn't quite convert that one The Substitutions in that second half. So Phillips in Canargle, I think he was struggling a little bit before he came off, but he was replaced by Joe Lolly after appearing to take a knock in a tackle. And hopefully that's all it is, a knock, and he will be back for the next game. We also saw Sam Surridge come off, interestingly. I don't think anybody really saw that one coming, Tom. Um, no, when I looked at it, I thought, oh, oh, I initially thought he's, uh, he's had a knock. That's what I thought. And then he'd come off and he looked a bit puzzled why he's come off. But looking back on it now and then listening to Steve Cooper's um, post-match comments about having that box in the midfield to stop them from playing, I think, it's, again, it's justified, isn't it? Because um, And it's worked because at that point, it's just a matter of keeping what you got. Mm. And I thought when Cafe come on, I thought he looked quite promising and uh, looked lively. And... Um, Larea, that I mean, that room, what we've just mentioned, um, he, he looks okay. I mean, obviously, we've only seen him, gl- uh, like a little glimpse of him from the game against West Brom uh, last Monday and then this game. But uh, yeah, I think he yeah, he looks okay. So we'll just have to see how he develops um, at Forest. But um, but no, the, like I said, the boxing midfield, I think that was decent tactical move by uh, Steve Cooper. And so as the the game ticked on and those long agonising minutes (laughs) went past, Forrest were obviously having to defend a bit more because Fulham were chasing that goal and a goal for them would have secured them the title tonight. And they had a few moments where the ball was looking to get in for Mitrovic or Harry Wilson was looking to get space. He had a shot that was a bit weak in the end and it was saved by Samba. Samba also came out and claimed some crosses, made himself big and and commanded his box well there. But I thought Forrest saw out the game quite well, particularly in that last 15 minutes when it could have very much been the backs to the wall, shots fired in, and you're really clinging on. But Forrest, 
Forrest held on well, didn't they? Yeah, and I mean, Samba, we know he's had his critics and when he had that balmy couple of minutes against Stoke the other month, and he's ultimately got uh, suspended, then lost his place in the side. Since he's come in, um, I mean, he hasn't absolutely been peppered with shots, but tonight I think it was massive just taking that pressure off the uh, the back five when he was coming for crosses. And when you've got like, players like Mitrovic, who's big and strong in the air, for him to come to cro- for crosses and just take that pressure off, I think it was massive. And um, and I think that was another factor why uh, Forrest got themselves over the line tonight. And you saw what it meant at the end to the players and to the travelling Forest fans. Great scenes again at Craven Cottage. I saw a clip online of, uh, I think Steve Cooper had to barge his way through a police line just to get to the fans and give them a wave and the fist bumps, which again just shows that connection, doesn't it? And just what, how much this means to, to everybody associated with Forest and just how much Cooper gets it. And he's so immersed in, in what's going on. Yeah. And, it, and another thing is just, we're proud for him to be our manager and he's proud to be manager of Nottingham Forest. So everything goes hand in hand at the moment and may long it uh, continues um, beyond this season. A final note from tonight and from Cooper's post-match interview, Lewis Graben, hamstring trouble and he's out at least until the whole game, which, yeah, that is a blow because it, it weakens our attacking options, not having not having the extra bodies there to play up front. But Sam Surridge has been superb since he's come into the team. You've got Brennan Johnson tonight after Surridge went off. He played as the most advanced forward. You've got Zande Silver who could do a job up there as well. So hopefully from our point of view, nothing happens to Surridge because, again, he, he's just been so crucial in keeping this momentum going and keeping us as a strong attacking force in the absence of Keenan Davis. Yeah, and another telling thing, I mean, we've like lost uh, Max Lowe a couple of times this season. Uh, obviously, Keenan Davis grabbing, this is the second time we've lost him this season. The mentality is not to dwell on it. I mean, in recent seasons, it's like, oh, that's it, season's over, we've lost this player, that player, etc. But this season, I think it's, again, it goes down to Steve Cooper, next man up. That's his, um, his quote what he's been saying next man up and it's just like we'll get on with it it is what it is and I think that's been refreshing so um, but yeah it's just it is a bit of a blame with uh, Graben and to be honest I've always liked Lewis Graben and before his injury I thought he was in brilliant form but since he's come back from his injury just hasn't been as sharp and I don't know if that's the fact Um, I know he's like 34 now same age as me and sometimes I feel I wouldn't um, after have like gone on a run or whatever, but yeah, I just think he's just been lacking that probably match sharpness. But yeah, it is what it is. He's out injured, and we just have to cope with what we've got at the moment. You're making the point there about how this team won't rest on their laurels and be complacent. They'll just be focusing on the next game. Steve Cooper will make sure of that, and. While us fans can be looking at our fixtures coming up and the table and the points and the goal swings and potentially dreaming of something more than just the playoffs this season, we have to remember that Forest have come from absolutely nowhere at the start of the campaign. To, to even be in this position is remarkable in itself. And as we now go into the last couple of games, 
yeah, the potential is there for an incredible end to the season with Swansea to come for Forest on Saturday before the away match at Bournemouth next week. The crucial thing, I think, from Forest's point of view is just keep the momentum going. If it takes them into the automatic promotion places, amazing. You know, we've, we've done something incredible, but it's all about keeping that momentum going, that winning form going, because the, the most likely scenario is that we end up in the playoffs. Yeah, and on Saturday, um, Bournemouth played Blackburn. Oh, I don't know if it's at, um, at Bournemouth or it's at Ewood Park. Yeah, it's at but, Ewood. Yeah, so, and Blackburn are still on the periphery of the playoffs anyway. They've had a, last night they had a 4-1 win against local rivals Preston and they're still gunning for a playoffs spot and Sheffield United, they're, they're like in and around it, but by all accounts, they, they've they got a striker crisis at the moment and they've got quite a few strikers out. So, so, they're, so, so Blackburn are still gunning for it. So they're not going to like rest on their laurels or anything on Saturday. So it's going to be a hard game, but... So it's in Forest hands. Let's get a positive result against Swansea. But the thing is, though, Bournemouth will be looking at that game on Tuesday and they will not fancy playing us. I know they're above us and, and all that, but with the momentum and, and the games, what they've had recently against the likes of um, oops, Swansea tonight, I can't remember who played at the weekend. Uh, Bournemouth played Fulham. That was it, on yeah. On the weekend, yeah. Yeah, then... Because over East, they, they didn't pick up maximum points from certain games. So their form's been iffy recently. So like I says, whatever happens on Saturday, get a positive result, then see what happens on Tuesday. It's in our hands. So uh, yeah, so like I said, we'll be looking forward to that game on Tuesday where they wouldn't. And I think psychologically, that's massive at this stage of the season. Definitely. And from Forrest's point of view, a positive result against Swansea and you just treat next week as a free hit, don't you? And just see what happens. Whatever yeah. happens, it promises to be a memorable end to the season. Forest have secured a place in the playoffs for the first time in 11 years. And crucially, they've done it by beating probably the best team in the division on their own patch tonight in what was a fantastic team display. We will be back with you on the weekend with our match reports following the Swansea game. But until then, thank you for listening. Thanks to Matt from Fulham Focus for joining us. And until next time, goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.